Well, hey friends, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And in this week's episode, which is the second in my series on how to stay a massage therapist for the long haul, we're going to talk about how to make your business support your life and not the other way around. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, I hope you're all having a really wonderful day. As I'm recording this, it is what? The middle of May here in uh, beautiful, sunny Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, which is just over the harbor from Halifax, for those of you who are new to the podcast and have no idea where I'm located. Um, But yeah, it's uh, mid-spring and it's lovely and it's actually a really great time of year to be thinking about these sort of business goal things uh, as you progress towards the summer and then figure out what you want to do. So uh, especially when we're talking about this particular topic, right? When we're talking about making your business support your life and not, you know, working all the time because who wants to do that especially in the beautiful weather of this time of year well that is you know if you're in the uh, northern hemisphere which is the vast majority of my listeners according to my podcast stats but anyway that aside let's dive into this topic rather than talking about the weather because you know I do that a lot on here it's a maritimer thing Um, So yeah, let's talk about that concept of making your business support your life and not the other way around. This is very important if you want to be in your career for the long term. Now, if you listen to my previous episode in this series, so the one from two weeks ago, you heard me talk about the enough number concept. And if you didn't catch that podcast episode, I do suggest you go back and listen to it. But if you know, if you want to keep going on this one for now, (laughs) let me recap the enough number concept for you. When you think about the big picture in your business, you want to think about two concepts, your minimum and your enough. Your minimum is what you need to make in order to scrape by. That is like pay your basic bills for both your business and your personal life. But, you know, you can't really afford much else on your minimum. Hence why it's called a minimum. Then you calculate your enough number. That is, what amount would you need in order to pay all your bills and save for retirement and be able to afford to live the life that you actually want to live. Now, you have to be realistic, of course. As we said in the last episode, you can't have these big dreams of living like an ultra-luxury life as a massage therapist, or at least the vast, vast majority of massage therapists. It's not the best pick of career. You need to pick something that is, I don't know, some sort of high-rolling, super-high-pay career, right? But for most of you, that's probably not what your dream is. You probably just want basic stuff we all want, like, you know, some cash flow to go on vacations and pay for your kids' activities and save a reasonable amount for retirement and do some fun stuff like go to concerts or take that pottery class or go to a fancy dinner a few times a year just because you feel like it, you know? All very doable and all within the idea of the enough number for sure. So hopefully that concept makes sense to you. And if not, check the show notes. I've got a whole um, uh, link to my own business coaches who talk about the concept, as well as check out the previous week's episode or two weeks ago, sorry, if you haven't listened to it yet. So here's where this enough concept gets very important. When it comes to making your business fit your life and not the way on, growth for the sake of growth has no purpose. 
it is very easy to get really excited about making more and more money about the possibilities of what you could just do if you, oh, just made a few bucks more, or just worked a little more, saw a few more clients, spent a few more hours at work. So much cash flow would come in, right? It's so exciting to think about these things. But please, please, please remember, you set your enough number with a purpose to know when you can stop worrying about growth and just work to sustain your business. And when you get to that phase, that's when you can relax more. Take a bit more time off. Be free to go to that midday yoga class or, you know, be more comfortable taking your family on a two-week vacation and not even thinking about work for the entire two weeks because you worked really hard to get to your enough number and now you can enjoy it, right? But it's also from a practical perspective, right? You can start pulling back on some of the stuff that you might've been doing to promote your business. So you can spend a bit less on advertising. You can stop writing a weekly newsletter and maybe pull it back to every two weeks or every month. You can update your website a little bit more often, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now, Please don't completely stop doing things for your business. I want to make this clear. It means you're pulling it back a little bit. It doesn't mean that you're completely just like, oh, I'm not going to spend any on advertising. I'm not going to do any advertising. I'm going to get rid of my website so I don't have that expense. I'm going to get rid of all of it. You can't really do that. You do want to keep your client roster full, which means you do need to keep doing a little bit of marketing, especially the kind of stuff that keeps in touch with your current client base, right? especially those like newsletters, um, social media, anything that kind of keeps you in the minds of your current clients, right? But certainly you don't need to do the big push like you might have been doing once you're at your enough number, once you're at that phase of your business. But that aside, those practical things aside of, in terms of like how you can shift your business once you're at the enough number, I really want you to embrace this concept of enough. Don't get sucked into your business and keep growing past your enough number. If you're making what you need, you can stop worrying about growing. You can stop focusing on the what ifs, right? That we were just talking about a second ago. More money rarely buys happiness in this situation. Really, one of the key steps on staying in this profession for the long haul is making sure you don't let your business take over your entire life. And this is really what we're talking about here. Yes, there will be periods of time where work is very, very busy. Like for a lot of you massage therapists, which is the vast majority of my listeners, the fall and winter, like Christmas time, right before Christmas and right before the new year, is the busiest time of year. Now, some of you work in environments where it's tourist season that's the busiest, you know, or some of you work in places where maybe you work with, say, athletes who have like their biggest season in the summer and you're super, super, super busy all summer and a lot quieter in the winter. You know, it all depends. So I realize for a lot of you, um, you're going to have a season where it's super, super busy and you're going to have a season where it's a lot quieter. And what time of year that is depends on what it is specifically you do. So obviously that time of year, you are going to have to spend more time working. That's that's just how it is, no matter where you're at, whether you're you know, early in your, your career or whether you've hit that enough number, you know, there are going to be those times. So that does mean less time for personal things, obviously. That's normal and expected, especially when you're first building your business. You know, you have to meet people. You have to build a client base. You got to, and also like if you're really early in your journey, you got to get your client, or, sorry, your clinic built. You need to paint. You need to buy equipment. Like obviously if you're at that phase of your journey, there's tons and tons of work to do. 
And that phase of your journey could be months, it could be years. It really depends on so many factors, you know, and most of that's outside of your control. So again, you know, if you haven't hit your enough number, obviously you're gonna be working a lot and that is okay. But the true problem comes in when you can't let go of work, 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 even after you've gotten established. Yes, once you have your client base, you do need to keep doing some marketing and maintenance stuff, as we already said, but you don't need to be going at it so like hardcore, right? If you've reached your enough number or you're like basically there, you can pull back things a little bit. And this can be very hard for people to understand. I mean, as a concept, they do. I'm sure all of you are listening going like, yes, Candace, we get it. Like, we're not, we're not dumb here. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, of course, as a concept, you get it. You get the idea of hit my goal, so now I'm good. The hard part is letting go of the work, work, work mindset. That's the true, the truly hard part. The idea that you can and should rest and enjoy the fruits of your labor. So let me talk about something else that I was listening to the other day when it has to do with like, you know, resting and the importance of rest and the importance of just like enjoying your life and not being hustle, hustle, work, work, work all the time. So I was listening to the podcast from Peloton, uh, Fitness Flipped. If any of you are Peloton fans, you've probably heard of the podcast, even if like you haven't listened to any of the episodes. Um, But they had an episode recently on rest. And the idea was that as we as a society don't seem to understand the importance of rest and how to rest. We just go hard all the time. So with Peloton, you know, that has to do with like people who get obsessed with working out and they have to get those gains and they have to do like a 45 minute ride every day and they're doing power zone and they're doing this and that and the other thing. And now they're doing their, their, uh, the strength workouts and da, 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 right? But we go hard all the time. That's, that's the point here, whether it's fitness, work, another hobby, whatever. But that is not sustainable. That's the real key thing here. The podcast host of Fitness Flip, Tunde, um, she used the analogy of our cell phones. She said, when your cell phone gets down to a 10% battery, you usually drop what you're doing and you try to go find a way to charge it right away. And a lot of people do this in public even. I know I have done this. I've stand, I've like before the pandemic, I was that person who was standing awkwardly at this plug I randomly found in the mall or like some other store hoping security doesn't ask me to leave. Although to be honest, they probably would have understood if I said like, I just need five more minutes to charge my phone past 25% so I can get home, you know? <laughs> who, who hasn't done, well, maybe some of you haven't done that, but I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure you've seen people do this kind of thing, right? But we don't tend to have the same reaction when it has to do with our body battery getting down to 10%, right? We usually half ignore it. We tell ourselves, oh, we can rest later or vacation's only a few days away or, you know, oh, it's almost the weekend. We'll be fine. Just keep pushing, keep working. We got to hustle. We got to get this done. Now, isn't that weird? If we're honest about it, it really is. This hustle mindset is kind of weird. So her podcast guest that she was interviewing that day, I think it was Jesus Nice. I can't remember for sure. But go listen to that episode, by the way. I've linked that in the show notes. But anyway, her podcast guest reminded us that part of the reason we don't know that our body battery is getting really low is because we're not in tune with our bodies, right? We don't know we're at 10%. Like, we're, we're like, oh, I'm fine, you know? Like, I'm at 50%. I can last a while. 
And be honest, massage therapists out there listening and any of the rest of you, I know a lot of you are fairly in tune with your bodies because that's part of your training. But do you ignore the warning signs when you are working too much and need to rest? I bet most of you do because we all do that. Or most of us do at least. So what do we do to try and honor our body signals and embrace this concept of resting more? Yeah, we we definitely need to do that. We need to pull back. We need to think about, hey, I don't need to work so much. And this applies even if you're working towards your enough number. You haven't hit that enough number. You haven't hit your goal yet. You do need to rest. You need to give back to your body so you, in order to give the best to your clients. So here's the thing, everyone. It's okay to be passionate about your career. I'm not saying don't be passionate. But please keep in mind, you are not just a massage therapist, okay? You should not get sucked into this idea of identifying as your career. In fact, you should not let that identity be the end-all be-all of your existence. And I know that this is tempting. I know it's tempting to just think of yourself as being like, oh, I'm a massage therapist. That is very important to me. I participate in conferences or I I take more courses to become better at techniques or whatever, you know, you get really, really focused on the career. Trust me, I understand how it is to be overly focused on something. For me, it wasn't my career as a massage therapist, not to say that I didn't care. I definitely did. I was very, I was very involved in the career for quite a few years. But for me, the thing that I got sort of overly wrapped up in was my spiritual community that I used to be a part of, because it became basically my entire identity. I gave up pretty much everything else in my life other than, well, you know what, in the end, I did end up switching careers to what I'm doing now, which is great. But I was really, really focused on that spiritual community. And believe me, there was lots of lovely things about that community, but it was very much too much. I just became too almost obsessed with it. I wasn't well-rounded. And I know for many people who are self-employed, it can be very much like that. You get obsessed with your career and for good reason. I, I get it. I really do. But then here's the problem. They often end up burning out. So let me be the one to say this to you. You can and should have things you love outside of your work, okay? That have nothing to do with massage. (laughs) Hobbies or organizations you volunteer for or events you like to attend or whatever that might be. Plus, of course, the relationships that make life so vibrant, like your family, your friends, your loved ones. So, What do you do to make sure that you have a life outside of work? Well, you gotta set boundaries. Those are so, so important. First off, you should be setting up boundaries with clients to avoid burnout. And this one I know a lot of massage therapists struggle with because we tend to be the like helper types. We want to help people. We want to be of service to people. We want to help them with their pains and aches. And we, our heart genuinely hurts, or at least we feel, uh, you know, we feel sad when someone says, oh, I'm in so much pain. Can you, can you please squeeze me in today? You know, we feel bad, but you have to set some boundaries in order to best take care of yourself so that You can build the best career and you can be the best person you can be in your career, right? So first off, you should set yourself some work hours. 
I know it can be tempting, especially in the early days, to just kind of work all day, every day. But don't do that. Even if someone calls you in, you know, in immense pain. Yes, you know, you have to kind of make a call whether or not you're going to fit them in. But that aside, you should be setting up specific work hours and use those to get your tasks done. So that means stuff like don't answer your phone outside of clinic hours unless it's like a special one-off case. Like say you had a client who called you first thing in the morning to cancel their same day appointment because they had a family emergency and they said, I'll call you tonight at like eight o'clock to reschedule if that's okay with you. And you, at, at, you know, you're like, whatever, I'm not doing anything tonight. I don't mind talking to this client. They're, they're a good client. They're long-term. I don't mind. Make that a one-off thing, Okay. Make that a one-off thing. Don't be regularly making phone calls or answering the phone after your business hours, unless eight o'clock is normally your business hours, right? Similarly, don't answer your email at all hours. Oh my God. As many of you know, I used to live in Toronto, okay? And I know many other big cities have this thing about being available all the time. People expect you to answer your emails, your text messages, and so on within like minutes or at the most a few hours. If they don't, they're like, where are you? Why haven't you answered my message? Like people are like that. And it's very much that culture. Yeah, obviously, I'm not saying that you should ignore people. You do need to get back to people in a timely fashion. But you also need to have boundaries. So if someone is calling you at 5.45 p.m. when you are done work at 6 and you couldn't answer the phone because you were with a client at the time, it's totally okay to call them back first thing the next morning. You don't have to return their call that night. Unless it's urgent, you know? Um, and rarely, and let, me, let me just tell you this. Rarely is it urgent, Okay. Rarely is it urgent. Most of the time, it's just someone who wants to book an appointment or change an appointment time or something like that. That can wait till the next morning, okay? Similarly, if someone emails you at 9 p.m., don't reply. Reply during your regular work hours. So here's a trick I use sometimes because I know some of you listening are uh, struggling with anxiety issues like I do, okay? So if I read a work email outside of my hours, my regular work hours, and I just want to reply to it to get off my plate, because I know if I don't, it'll be kind of like swirling around in my head all night, like, oh my God, you know, what am I going to say to this person? Or I need to remember to reply or da da da. If that kind of happens to you, here's a trick that you can use in order to get that off of your plate without actually replying outside of your regular hours. I use the send later function from my email. My email program has it set up so I can just hit a button to schedule that email to go out during my actual business hours. So say I've replied at 1030 at night, it doesn't actually get sent out until say 915 the next morning. That way the client or the person who's emailed sees, it, uh, sees that I've hit reply during my regular business hours and not outside of my business hours, right? So I really suggest you do this as it, help main, it helps to maintain your boundaries, even when you feel you do need to reply right away for your mental health or for some other reason. The other thing I suggest you do with email is actually log out of your email, at least your business email, when you are not at work. That does help a lot for maintaining your boundaries. So that way you don't even see the emails. Now, I know that sometimes still, because I, I do try to log out of my business email, but sometimes emails get sent to the wrong email address. For example, if a friend refers me a potential client, they'll sometimes give my, my personal email out 
because they didn't know what my business email was or they didn't know I had a separate business email. But anyway, hopefully that little trick and that little tip helps you if you are uh, tend to get stuck in your email inbox. I know it's probably 50-50 from the people that I've talked to as massage therapists or healthcare providers, um, wellness providers. It seems to be some of you are like in your email all the time, replying, doing things. And some of you are email avoiders where you're maybe logging in once a day at most. Um, I think maybe each of us could learn from the other in terms of having that healthy balance, you know, between uh, being in your inbox too much and maybe not answering your email as timely as you could. I think that's kind of funny, actually, how if we all came together, we might make a more balanced uh, approach to replying to emails and general communications when it comes to our businesses. And another thing with boundaries, if you find clients want to book outside of your regular business hours, do not do it, okay? Unless it's a special case, but you really, really, really have to ask yourself, is this truly a special case or am I just being accommodating? Am I just doing it because I have a big heart and I want to help people? If it's truly, truly, truly a special case, yes, do it, but make sure it's a one-off. Don't make it a regular thing. Set your boundaries about your hours, set your boundaries about when to answer emails, set your boundaries about when to return phone calls. Future you will thank you for being able to do that for yourself. So here's the other thing about boundaries, and maybe you've started to think about this when I was talking about the whole email thing when it comes to, you know, uh, personal boundaries and, and client boundaries, because yeah, you need to set boundaries with yourself to avoid burnout. Like the email example I just gave. Sometimes I just need to log out of my email and ignore the damn thing for a while. For you, it might be your Instagram DMs or your text messages. Maybe you're not an email person, but maybe like a lot of clients DM you on Instagram. So let me remind you, you cannot work 24-7. Please don't be dumb about it. No, but seriously, I know none of you are dumb but I'm not calling anyone names here, but I'm just reminding you, you need to make time to rest. Make time for things that are important to you outside of work and keep those sacred. That is healthy. That is having balance. We often tell our clients how they need balance. Well, maybe we should be doing it too. We shouldn't be those people who do as I say, not as I do, right? You you don't want that. Nobody wants that. But also, Make sure you're being kind to yourself, right? It's completely okay to do things that aren't just work. Even if you're building a business, even if you haven't hit your enough number yet, you cannot just focus on work. So please don't try. Even if you're passionate about it, even if part of you really wants to, even if you're excited about your career, you need to set boundaries with clients, but you need to set them with yourself too. A lot of people who become massage therapists are a bit type A. We were kind of talking about this a second ago with the whole email thing. They're ambitious. They want a lot of things from themselves. They're competitive by nature. They want to do the best. They want to make sure that like they're booking in lots of clients and like they're getting that success. These are good qualities when you're building a business. But that means you need to be able to set boundaries with yourself so you don't just work all the time. You're not don't become kind of obsessed with it. So I want to close this episode with something I saw go by on social media recently about this whole idea of, you know, working a lot and setting boundaries with yourself. Someone said this, and I'm paraphrasing here. Well, if you have a mediocre business, you shouldn't be spending your free time watching Netflix. Now, when I read that, my immediate visceral reaction was bleh. (laughs) 
The idea was that you should spend your free time improving your business. And if you don't do that, you shouldn't complain about it being mediocre. Now, I agree with this to a certain extent. If you are not making enough money, if you are struggling, if you are, especially if you are at that phase where it's just hard to even make ends meet, then yes, you should be working to improve your business and get more clients and improve your income. It's important to figure that out so you can change your situation for the better, obviously, right? And if your business isn't where you want it to be yet, you haven't hit your enough number, then you need to work towards your goals. That's important. You do need to set aside time to do marketing and improve your business and look at ways to generate more income. However, I want to say this to you. It's okay to watch Netflix sometimes. Don't get into a toxic mindset where spending time on something you like for fun becomes a negative thing. That if something isn't working towards your business goals, it's not worth your time. That you just have to work on your goals all the time. Because guess what? Taking time to chill and watch a movie is actually good for working towards your goals. It's taking care of you. It's self-care. It's giving yourself rest so you can be your best during work hours and give the best to your clients. I hope what I've said in this episode has made it clear, but please take this from me. You cannot just spend all your time focused on money and your business. You will burn out. You will not want to stay in your career for the long haul. Okay? And we want you to stay in your career for the long haul. We want you to build an amazing business that you are happy to work in every day. We want you to have amazing clients. But in order to do that, you have to do the things we discussed in this episode. You have to set boundaries. You have to set goals. And once you reach the goals, don't just get obsessed with, you know, growing bigger and having more and more and more. So that's it for this week. Now, since we're giving homework with each of these episodes, last week I told you to think about your minimum and your enough numbers, or two weeks ago, that is. With this episode, I'd like you to think about how you can improve your boundaries in your business, okay? Do you need to set stricter hours? Do you need to log out of your email on the weekend? Do you need to improve your relationship with self-care? Give all that a thought and see if there's just one small thing you can do to improve your business and have better work-life balance So you can give back to your business, so you can build the business that you really, really want to be working at. All right, so meet me back here in two weeks, and we're going to be talking about topic three on staying in your career for the long haul, which is technology, tools, and techniques that will save you time and make your job more efficient. All right, see you then. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me today in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes, and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. Just head to happylittlebiz.com, that's my website, and check out the podcast link. I've got show notes for individual episodes in there, as well as articles on other topics for building a strong health and wellness business if you just check out the rest of the site. So while I've got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating or review on iTunes if you really like this podcast. So yeah, you can do that by just going to iTunes and looking up Life Beyond the Massage Table and then clicking on that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, and so I'll let you get back to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll catch you back here another time.